You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Mexican banks may have sustained unauthorized funds transfers. Presidents Trump and Xi seem willing to toss a lifeline to drowning ZTE. Some researchers report an uptick in Iranian cyber operations. Russia's premier troll farm bought Facebook and Instagram ads targeting American teenaged girls. Apple, Facebook, and Twitter tightened their grip on apps connected to their stores or services. Police cell tracking received scrutiny, and Anonymous is back. From the CyberWire studios at Data Tribe, I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire summary for Monday, May 14, 2018. At the end of last month, there was an attempted raid on Mexico's banking transfer system. Mexico's central bank now says that it appears there may have indeed been successful unauthorized transfers through the country's interbank SPEI system. Three banks were initially said to have been affected, Banco del Bajío S.A., Banco Mext and Grupo Financiero Banorte. Those three and two other financial institutions were asked to move to a backup connection to the central bank after experiencing difficulties connecting through SPIE, the country's interbank electronic transfer system. The attack seemed at the time of the initial announcement to have been contained as the banks shifted their connections to an alternative contingency system. Since then, however, more than 25 financial institutions have also moved to backup systems, and Mexico's central bank says that it appears there may have indeed been unauthorized transfers through the country's interbank SPEI system. At least one bank experienced an incident last week. The story continues to develop. In a surprising development over the weekend, U.S. President Trump seems willing to toss ZTE some sort of unspecified lifeline to keep them in business. ZTE has been subject to U.S. sanctions that effectively barred it from using U.S. software and components in its products. The company last week announced it had stopped its major operations. The U.S. beef with ZTE centered on the company's flouting of sanctions imposed on Iran and then lying about it. That's the offense that prompted the Commerce Department to impose sanctions. There have been other concerns about ZTE and its bigger sister Huawei. Some of those concerns involved security. The Chinese companies had been widely viewed with suspicion by security analysts who thought them likely to operate closely with China's security and intelligence services. Those fears have been given recent voice in the U.S., 
by Representative Adam Schiff, a Democrat of California and ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee. They're also figuring prominently in Australian debates over telecommunications service providers' use of equipment from ZTE and Huawei. Australia had earlier blocked Huawei-equipped undersea cable service over concerns about Chinese surveillance. This week, sections of the Australian press are exoriating ZTE as corrupt in the course of objecting to the possibility that the company will become a major player in 5G telephone service. The other issue surrounding the Chinese device manufacturers is economic. The U.S. has long been concerned over Chinese IP theft, and the two countries have been at loggerheads over their respective shares of the coming 5G market. Returning to Iran and heightened tension between that country and the U.S., security firm CrowdStrike says it's already discerned an increase in Iranian cyber operations against U.S. targets. The company's researchers say they saw the uptick begin within 24 hours of the U.S. announcement that it would withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. Other observers are reporting a heightened interest in cryptocurrencies on the part of Iranians looking for some sort of cushion against conflict-driven austerity. Among Facebook and Instagram ads purchased by the Russian troll farm Internet Research Agency were several promoting a problematic Chrome extension, Face Music. Face Music catered to several demographics, but was most successful among American girls ages 14 to 17. The extension collected Facebook and web browsing information. It also messaged the friends of those who installed it. Facebook's ongoing review of data-collecting apps has resulted in suspension of about 200 of them. In Facebook's case, the review has been prompted by widespread concerns over data harvesting and use by the now-defunct Cambridge Analytica. Apple is also reviewing apps, but in that company's case, it's a matter of cleaning its store in preparation for GDPR. It's seeking out and purging apps that inappropriately gather information, especially in ways that will invite sanctions under GDPR, which takes effect in less than two weeks. Twitter is also tightening its grip on how it makes data available. The company announced late last year that user streams, an API widely used by analytics and market research companies, would be deprecated this June. Over the weekend, one of the earliest Twitter analytics companies, Favstar, announced that it would shut down on June 19th. Favstar says that Twitter hasn't given it enough details about the account activity API including enterprise pricing, and that, quote, Favstar can't continue to operate in this environment of uncertainty, unquote. U.S. Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, is asking the FCC and telecommunications companies what they know about Securus, a service that enables law enforcement agencies to track cell phone locations. He's also told the Department of Homeland Security that he wants details on various unattributed Stingray phone trackers in Washington, before he'll vote to confirm Christopher Krebs as Undersecretary of the Nation's Programs and Protections Directorate. Anonymous is back in the news, twice. Russia's blocking of Telegram prompted self-described anonymous hackers to deface websites belonging to the Federal Agency for International Cooperation. Among remarks denouncing censorship, the defacements called media regulator Roskomnador a handful of incompetent brainless worms. This seems unlikely to change many minds in Moscow, but commentators who dislike Russian censorship seem to like the moxie the message displays. And last Thursday, in the U.S. state of Ohio, the FBI arrested one James Robinson, 32, from Akron. 
Mr. Robinson, who went by the nom de hack of Akron Phoenix 420, allegedly DDoSed the Akron Police Department and a city website. He associated himself with Anonymous, down to the Guy Fox mask, but apparently de-anonymized himself by connecting to his Twitter account from his home IP address. That Twitter timeline was filled with lots of Guy Fox goodness. And so OPSEC again runs afoul of the human drive to say, hey, look at me. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And I'm pleased to be joined once again by Justin Harvey. He's the Global Incident Response Leader at Accenture. Uh, Justin, we recently had, of course, the news that uh, President Trump pulled the United States out of the Iran nuclear deal. Uh, What are we expecting here? Folks are uh, on guard when it comes to cyber attacks. Sure, we're definitely all hands on deck at this point. Uh, For right or wrong, agree or disagree, It does appear that the United States is going to be exiting the Iran nuclear uh, agreement. And I think that what we have seen historically is when there are two nation states that are involved in a conflict, there's always going to be some sort of espionage that accompanies that. And usually on the backs of some sort of negative action or negative reaction, there is a propensity for the wounded nation to amp up their espionage activities. And just like they've done it uh, historically over the last few hundred years, or nations have done this over the last few hundred years for regular human espionage, I think the same could be said for for cyber espionage. I think that the levels of Iran state-sponsored cyber espionage, I wouldn't characterize them as all-time lows, but they've definitely been a lot quieter than they have been, particularly after Obama 
uh, negotiated that agreement. And now that that agreement is being stripped, or at least the United States leaving, what incentive is there for Iran not to conduct their own operations, either for military purposes to create that sort of check and balance, perhaps with our critical infrastructure, in addition to retribution for uh, not receiving the goods. Think about, for instance, the Boeing deal. Boeing is losing $20 billion worth of airplane sales to Iran. Iran may want to either retaliate or they may want to conduct some espionage operations in order to further their own goals uh, in the region commercially. Do you suspect that we'll see some testing from Iran? Will they be you know, walking right up to that line to see how far they can go? I think most nation states are doing that. They're really testing the waters on to see where that red line is, if you will. Mm-hmm. It, um, how Just how far can a nation push the United States until there's either a kinetic or a cyber counteraction? Because we live in a free society, it's very easy for us to see the other nation's point of view and seeing that they're all wounded and that they have complaints. You never hear about our own U.S. cyber command operations in other countries. It's kind of like if you don't hear about the SEAL team, the SEAL team is doing their work. So Mm. while I'm confident that cyber command has their operations under control, I do believe that we will start to see more and more Iranian-based cyber espionage or cyber attacks. And one other sub-bullet to that is it may not always be readily obvious And what I mean by that is we've also seen an uptick in nation states working through proxy groups. So if I were a nation state, why would I want to attack critical infrastructure with either malware or tactics, techniques and procedures that are associated with Iran? I would want to adopt another nation state and to conduct the same operation. So if and when I did trip that red line and the U.S. said, "Ah, ah, ah, we got you. It's better to have the finger pointing at someone else than your own nation. Right. All right. Well, time will tell. Certainly uh, something worth keeping an eye on. As always, Justin Harvey, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. And for professionals and cybersecurity leaders who want to stay abreast of this rapidly evolving field, sign up for Cyberwire Pro. It'll save you time and keep you informed. Listen for us on your Alexa smart speaker, too. The CyberWire podcast is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. 
Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.